start the recording, switch screens. All right, uh, welcome back, guys, to our 21st session of Ophion. Um, I don't actually have any announcements this time. Uh, so, uh, Captain, if you're ready with your log, we can just go ahead and jump right in. All right. Uh, Captain's log, stardate 55324.2. I'm submitting formal commendations to Lieutenant Junior Grade Zeb, Ensign Quakenbush, and Senior Chief Tin for their efforts against the Jem'Hadar that ambushed us near Breen Space. I have also authorized a pay raise for bartender Srika for the same reason. I'm unsure about Sfarja's, though, not being Starfleet or a civilian contractor. I have authorized her access to her weaponry, though. I hope that will be sufficient. Uh, the captured Vordra Daedrid has been... Ah, the captured Vorta Daedrid has been cooperative. However, for crew morale, I've ordered him to be kept in the brig until we can return him to deep space Daedalus. It seems that the Jem'Hadar were running low on their Ketracel White, causing them to become desperate. It's a shame. If they had only communicated their needs, we may have been willing to help them. Alas, that is not in their nature. As we continue our investigations... Uh, along the star, along the star map that has been provided to us uh, by the by the Freja, uh, we are approaching the symbol on the star grid that appears to be a Chakan in origin. Svarja trans translates the symbol as generator, which is both helpful but still frustratingly vague. Still, though, it's more information than we had before. Let's see what happens. End log. All right. Uh, so, uh, as uh, you might have guessed by the start date, there of course is about a, uh, I would say about uh, two to three, if not longer weeks between uh, last session and this one. Um, and I'd like to kind of give you a little bit of a brief blurb what happened to your main characters um, while the whole supporting character thing last week was going on. Um, so... Basically, all of you were, well, except for Mirthrin, uh, so Panex, Skull, and Locke. Uh, you guys on the bridge uh, were pretty much disarmed and uh, held captive in the conference room um, pretty much within 30 seconds of the Jem'Hadar uh, attack. Uh, Mirthrin, uh, main engineering lasted a little bit longer just because it's a bigger space. Um, but you two were uh, kind of, you know, held hostage. Uh, the good news is that none of you suffered any major injuries. Uh, you know, some little little bit of battering and bruising, but uh, nothing that Mirthrin couldn't, or not Mirthrin, uh, Beckett couldn't fix. Um, and yeah, you are completely back to full health. Uh, no really ill effects from the whole Jem'Harar raid. Uh, other than maybe a, uh, a healthy sense of paranoia. And with that in mind, I would like to open up uh, towards uh, anyone's uh, bits of RP they'd like to get done before we start the storyline proper. So uh, does anyone have anything? Um, I think we probably have, like, Mirthrum back, uh, back in engineering following the Hofrakas and just sort of... Do, is sort of as aware that his frame of mind sort of rubs off on Zenixia and is trying and failing to sort of get back to normal and pretend everything's fine when actually he's really shook up 
No, uh, I would say that it's probably a fair bet then that Zenixia will sense this. And uh, as you all are working, she just kind of looks over to you and says, uh, is everything all right, Lieutenant Commander? Uh, yes, yes, of course, Specialist Zenixia. <sighs> no. No, it isn't. I... I'm sorry, I've been out of sorts ever since the Jem'Hadar attack. That uh, that was uh, quite a harrowing experience. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, five seconds and it was all just straight back to the Dominion War again. She just kind of doesn't really know how to respond to that because, of course, she wasn't part of the Dominion War, but uh, she does kind of still look at you with a, a look of concern. <clears throat> now, uh, I probably mentioned this to you before, but, uh, well, war leaves its scars, and I don't think there's anyone on the ship who doesn't have bad memories of the, of the Jem'Hadar ships tearing through friends and family. It's... Well, I mean, we're at peace now, and the fa and the founders are content to sue for peace, and the Jem'Hadar do their bidding for the most part. But like, f four years of conflict will leave a mark. I, uh, I suppose I can ex uh, understand from a practical, or not from a practical standpoint. Uh the last uh, war that uh, the Slaw really experienced was so long ago that we really don't even have records on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, before this, I mean, not don't think anything this destructive since the Klingon War. I mean, unless you count the Borg, but the Borg uh, don't really count as a opponent in a war, more like a galactic virus. She just kind of shrugs. And uh, it's at this moment that uh, Prague actually walks over to you and says, uh, Sir, I've compiled the report on why the uh, security holograms didn't activate. I think I found the, uh, the culprit. Oh, good. Um, <clears throat> the, was it uh, what we thought it was? If you mean the fact that the uh, security program was disabled at a command level... Then yes. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to have to have a talk with uh, the captain about that. I thought you might. That's why I've compiled everything I can tell about who might have done the lockout, but strangely, it doesn't really seem to be tied to any one individual. Hmm. It's just a generic code. Something like that, yes. Hmm, concerning. Well, I'll bring it up with the captain at the next meeting. Prag just, you know, sort of nods and goes back to whatever he was doing at the current moment. Hmm. Yep. I think part of what may... I think part of what le left such a scar on the Federation is that by nature we're not warriors. Like, we are not wolves. We are sheep who learn to put on the skin of wolves. And uh, sometimes I get scared we forget to take it off. 
Synexia does kind of give a small laugh and says, I, I think you all are doing a, a wonderful job of taking off the clothing, I think. <laughs> well, the vote of confidence is appreciated. <laughs> of course. Uh, speaking of which, I've been meaning to uh, get your opinion on this. And uh, she just kind of shows you a schematic, uh, something she's working on. Uh, it's uh, involving the uh, power conduits on deck seven. Uh, it's nothing too amazing, but, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those little pet projects where uh, normal maintenance wouldn't cover it kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. but... And we're always looking to sort of tweak that choke point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. All right. Uh, that scene out of the way. Uh, anyone else? I'll just have some bridge banter. Sure, we can always go for some bridge banter. Let's see. Shoof. Back on the bridge. Uh, so, uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander. Yes, Captain. It's uh, my understand. If I got the schedule right, um, it's almost time for our next talent night. Um, I've been. I believe you were referring to the cultural night. Correct. I'm, I don't know why it's called. some of the crew is taken to calling it Talent Night, but Cultural Night works is its official designation. I've gotten... I've broken... I've taken some uh, influence, how shall we say, from um, Tezzy, the opera singer. Do you think the uh, crew would be... Would it help or hinder morale if I sang opera? Well, considering the recent attack and the lower crew morale, do not think... We need to subjugate them to that, uh, subject them to that, Captain. They're already bent and broken. And Shatsu mm. kind of chimes in and says, Sir, with all due respect, I believe that would be a violation of the Geneva Convention, or whatever the 24th century equivalent of their such would be. Mm. Okay, perhaps bluegrass. I believe you're going to have to seek someone else's opinion in his regards, Captain. Uh, Apparently so. As soon as I figure out who keeps taking my guitar, there's going to be some uh, repercussions around here. Oh, look at that chat, so... She just shrugs and gives a, don't look at me. I didn't take it. Uh, Penek will get a text message. Uh, guitar is disabled from the captain's replicator. <laughs> I just send back an acknowledgement. I just look at the back of Sona's head. So now sometimes I sometimes I think that you're the only person on this ship I can trust. She uh she does turn her head a little bit and says as the Vulcans would say that is perhaps the logical conclusion. Very well. Uh Mr. Locke, how far until we reach this Takan symbol? Or I should ask Sona, I suppose. Sona, you're the navigator. Uh, I'm waking up from my nap. I'm sorry. Uh, how long until we reach the Takan structure? Uh, about an hour, sir. Uh, we should be getting into long-range scanner range right about now. And yeah, uh, Locke, if you would care to do a uh, you know bog-standard sensor scan. Uh, again, that is reason plus science, and the ship is assisting with sensors plus science. Uh, this is difficulty zero because this is just a free momentum generator. Uh, a, a civilization that advances the progenitors would need to generate massive amounts of energy on the scale 
far beyond what we're capable of. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing and studying what this generator has to offer. Agreed. I am concerned about its proximity to Breen space and also worried that there might be some more Jem'Hadar out here, even though our friend and the brig has claimed to have been operating alone. Uh, who's rolling for the ship? Oh. Also, who's I, keeping track of momentum? I'll do momentum. Okay. Uh, I'm I'll just waiting, for the, oh, waiting for the ship to roll. Oh, you can do you can do momentum there, Pinek. Or yeah, no, you can do the ship sensors and, ah. and con? Uh sensors and science for the ship. Damn it. Alright, so oh, you guys are momentum. starting off with three momentum. Very nice. Alright, so Locke, this is what you get. Uh you see that the upcoming K96Z uh system, uh it has not been named, so it just has kind of the uh quote-unquote unofficial, you know, naming convention. Um, but it contains several items of interest. Uh, it contains two class-wide demon planets, as well as a single class L, uh, and all of these are orbiting a soul-like star. And if the coordinates you have are correct, then it's the L-class planet that you're after. However, there's something that really catches your attention uh, immediately besides these planets uh, because it is a massive energy signature but it's not coming from one of the planets it's coming from what appears to be a massive ship uh, in system and even this far out you're able to determine that it is easily a, a kilometer long and wide and is putting off so much radiation that you're able to determine even this far out that it seems to be using some sort of an unshielded, if not crude, uh, fission-powered impulse drive. And, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'll give you for that. Of course, you can spend momentum to ask questions. Uh, Chief Tin, can you modulate the shields to uh, counter this radiation? Uh, well, sir, I believe that... Our deflectors should be able to handle it. Thank you. Very well. Um, bring us out of warp at the system's edge. Uh, is there any indication... Uh, I guess I have to spend momentum to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. uh, then I'm going to spend a momentum. Okay. What's the question? Um, whereabouts in the system is the ship, um, in relation to the planets? And it, does it appear to be moving? Uh, at the moment, it seems to be in orbit above the first planet, uh, one of the class Ys. Uh, it goes, uh, YLY, so, you know, the, the class Ys are planets one and three, and the class L is planet two. Um... Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem to have done anything yet, it's just kind of, you know... Standard orbit. With my uh, free science officer question, mm -hmm. I'm asking this again because I was muted, uh, does it appear to be a known species, the, the craft? Does it seem like Breen, for example? Uh, it does not. Uh, this, uh, both the technology level and uh, the configuration of the vessel matches none on record. Shall I attempt to hail them, Captain? I was planning to do that once we drop out of warp. 
Alright, establishing a channel. Unknown vessel. This is the Captain Barton Skull of the USS Ophion, representing the United Federation of Planets. Um, we are explorers coming to this system. Are you able to understand us? There is a pregnant pause, and then uh, Locke, you're determining, uh, based on, again, your sensor scans and the fact that it's putting off a metric fuckton of radiation, uh, the ship has begun to break orbit and head towards the edge of the system uh, where you are currently projected to arrive. Captain, uh, it's heading towards us. It's, it's on an intercept course. Very well. Raise shields. Raising shields, Captain. Still no sense. Um, still no sign of a hail from it. At least there's something, something or someone sentient aboard. Uh, I suggest we attempt to uh, maneuver out of their path to see if they are correct. That sounds wise, uh, Miss Sona. Please adjust our course a couple AU. All right. Uh, so someone needs to roll for Sona. Um. We'll say the task here is a control plus con. Uh, the difficulty will be a two. I can do that. Okay. Will the ship be assisting? Uh, sure. Why not? Let's let's get you guys some more momentum. Uh, how about uh, engines plus con from the ship? Oh, Sona not. Sona. Yeah, I would say, but since Sona didn't get any successes, that's going to be a big negative on the ship. It just needs a software upgrade. Yeah, so uh, Sona does uh, do her best to change uh, your incoming vector. Uh, but after probably about 10 minutes, she again kind of turns her head slightly and says, uh, Sir, no matter what vector I try, it seems that the uh, unknown entity or unknown alien uh, is matching us par for par. Which is surprising, sir, given that it's a kilometer, kilometer long ship. Uh, Lieutenant Locke, can you try to establish if they are using a method of communication outside the norm? Right. I would like to scan the crap of the ship specifically, find that or anything else I can get. Okay. Um, so uh, it would be another, you know, sensor scan, uh, but I would like to introduce uh, a mechanic because it is going to come relevant. So anytime... Um, you scan or use uh, any of the ship sensors against this alien vessel. Uh, it is reduced in difficulty by one simply because uh, there's so much radiation putting off that it kind of blooms everything um, on the uh, on the sensor scans. Um, now, obviously, if you try to scan the uh, the fission uh, impulse drive itself. Uh, there might be an increased difficulty because of the sheer magnitude of radiation, but in general, it you know reduces by difficulty in one. Um, so for this instance, uh, it would normally be a difficulty two, but it's reduced to a difficulty one. And again, that is uh, reason plus science from Locke and sensors and science for the ship. Uh, all right, we we do have a success, but we do also have a complication. Is the uh, does the ship uh, aid or hinder here? Is the question. Who's rolling for ship? I yeah, can do that. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, what was it again? Uh, sensors and Science. You don't like rolling for the ship, but I'm already rolling for the, yeah. my character. There we go. Uh, actually, why don't you re-roll that one, and we'll use a power to break out our new fancy sensors. Mm. Uh, which one? Just uh, re-roll the ship. Yeah, because you do have the chronoton sensors, thanks to Matic. Oh. All right, so you guys get a momentum, which could be relevant because you may need different questions. Um, so I'm going to give you two bullet points, and of course you can ask questions. Uh, so Locke, you were able to determine that this ship doesn't seem to possess deflector shielding. Instead, it's very similar to the old NX craft, where it kind of has multiple layers of hull plating uh, that can be polarized to resist attack. Uh, you're also able to detect that the main armament of the ship, uh, best you can tell, is a gigantic beam weapon cluster that runs the whole length of the ship. Uh, of course, you know, without getting closer and using your normal sensors, um, you're not able to determine the, uh, the type of, uh, beam weapon um but given the size and the uh power readings you're getting uh your best guess is it's comparable to a phased polaron beam and uh if you're uh, not familiar with the techno babble that would be the same as a uh, a dominion kind of phaser or bank um but there is some good news here uh it seems that this beam uh is only able to be fired at targets directly in front of the ship um, however, the ship does not seem to have any blind spots because you're also detecting uh, a multitude of torpedo tube clusters. All right, so missile boat and, a, and an anti-capital beam. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded um, of the Zavwa's ship when we first encountered them. We correctly believed them to be heavily armored and, arm uh, and armed, but they... Uh, but that was merely for their mining operation. Yeah, so these are, given what we understood of their uh, travel capability, this seems awfully far for one of their vessels. Uh, my point, Captain, was that we should uh, be hesitant to judge the uh, configuration of the ship uh, prematurely. Agreed. They were also around a Class Y, correct? Correct. Was it, so it's possible that they were a mining vessel of similar... Uh, a, a different race, but similar uh, mining interests. From the design of the, the weapon, can I, dis can I discern if it's meant for mining or offense? This uh, are you? I'm assuming you're using your free uh, science yeah. question, yeah? Yes, for that one. Okay. Um, I do have to answer this truthfully, so yeah. Uh, best you can tell, it is a weapon, not a mining beam. Captain, I do not believe this um, is the case. That is the case in this instance. Also, they are heavily armored with torpedoes everywhere, which would be highly unlikely in a mining vessel. This is very certainly a, a dreadnought type ship. Very well. Um, Miss Sona, let's try our best to stay away from uh, the bow of that vessel. Understood, sir. Uh, and then she turns to Locke and says, 
Do you have a firing arc in mind? Not as of yet, I'd suggest. Um, I'd honestly just say keep to the sides, to the flank, away from the front, and get ready to launch any uh, countermeasures for the, the many, many torpedoes that might target us. Understood. I will do our best to keep us perpendicular to them. I have continued to send hails on all known frequencies and co combinations, including the Zabwas, uh, uh, the Nixias, and the what we know of the progenitor's language, uh, without any response, Captain. It's entirely possible that their um, means of communication are as being somehow hampered by the... Ah. It's possible that our attempts to hear their... Uh, uh, hear the response is somehow hampered by the radiation. What were you saying, Locke, about the radiation being a, ma a magnifying glass? Well, as long as we don't try to stand their fusion reactors, it's um, kind of it's working in conjunction with our sensors to give some fairly good readings. Hmm. Is, it could... is it possible that this radiation is somehow related to the communication nebulous? Hmm. There does seem to be some related energy patterns, but it could be an, uh, of the the equivalent of a long kind of a long range sensor satellite, a, a space telescope, if you were. For but we'll I don't see any way of relaying that information. We'll find out soon. Can we use this magnifying effect to determine what the inside of their ship is like, or how many possible life forms there are? Uh, not at this distance. I'd actually like to spend a momentum to see if I can discover if the radiation seems to be naturally occurring to the system, mm -hmm. or kind of like much more clustered around the ship. Okay. Uh, in that case, I can actually give you two points of information. Uh, the first is again uh, that the pure the source of the radiation is purely from the fission-powered impulse drive. Um, because it is unshielded, uh, it is basically nuking uh, the entire ship with radiation. And the radiation is so powerful that uh, while, you, while your average humanoid could maybe survive some brief exposure uh, to the interior of the ship, uh, most species, if not all... Uh, aboard the Ophion would succumb to the radiation within 30 minutes to an hour. Hmm. Did I detect any life readings on the ship? Uh, yes. Uh, you get a count somewhere above the 50,000 mark. Wow. It is a big ship. Hmm. I wonder... Um, oh, where are my notes? Could it be that the um, that nomadic species? Oh, the about? the yurt, the yurt. Because yes, I wonder if they're the yurt captain. Because this does seem to be a very well populated ship. It seems unlikely this this would be a mining vessel or even just a a, a military vessel with that much people. It's entirely possible. We won't know until we are actually able to establish a dialogue. I believe the Voyager logs uh, encountered a similar species in the Voth with their city ships. 
I'd read something about the Voth. They were something about a religious conformance with very powerful technology. If we include the the term uh, the the Ute yet in the in our hails, they might be more willing to respond. Attempting uh, that now. Yeah, you get nothing. Well, Captain, I believe we've tried all that we can, and as humans say, the ball is in their court now. At least until we can get, uh, at least until we drop out of warp. All right. Uh, you also have to excuse me. It appears I need to oil my chair. Um, but in any case, uh, my question is: What are you guys going to do for the remaining fifteen to thirty minutes before you would drop out of warp? Um, let's see. I'd send a copy of all our sensor logs down to Mr. Maddock, although okay. he and his AI friend have probably already gotten them anyways. Um, um, I'll ask, uh, is uh, Long on the bridge or is uh, she down in stellar cartography? Um, I'd say she's probably on the bridge, probably okay. at the station next to Locke. Um, Miss Hylong, you've been, you and Stellar Cartography have been looking at it, at this neighborhood uh, for the last few weeks. What have you determined? Uh, can you be more specific, sir? I could give you quite literally a two-hour dissertation on the subject. Um, is there um, uh, is there any sign of other civilized uh, beings, or an engine of this power and radiation must emit a trail? Is there any hint that there was a radiation trail or possibly more than one radiation trail in this area? Uh, Not that I'm aware of, sir. Uh, This is the first time our sensors have really pinpointed this source of uh, radiation before. Uh, Of course, I can immediately have the computer uh, run back any previous scans we had, but uh, my best guess is this is very much a first contact scenario. We seem to be doing that a lot, don't we? I'm going to be over here at Shatsu Station going over our new defense procedures with her because we don't want to repeat it last time. Okay. Yes, I'm. A, no one's no one's given me the answer yet as to why our security holograms weren't active, but I'm going to ensure that I'll follow up with um, Pinek and Shatsu that they will actually help in case of an invasion. Other than that, I'm more than happy to wander into my ready room, grab myself a fresh uh, pot of tea, and prepare for the encounter that is to come. Okay. Uh, anyone else have any quick bits of RP? Okay. In that case, uh, I will switch you guys over to this map preemptively. Uh, of course, uh, due to the size of the ship, um, I still don't think it's quite to scale, but you, you should get the idea. It's, it's a really, really big ship. Uh, so much so that I had to make a, uh, a little token that we could actually use for range. Um, but in any case, uh, as you drop out of warp, uh, you are actually within medium range. And, uh... Lock your sensors are going to. Oh, I, I see the two scale. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, Locke, you're going to get a few bits of uh, information from your sensors for free. Um, the first being that uh, the ship's warp engines seem to have been added almost like an afterthought based on what you can make of the deck plan. Uh, and kind of how you determine that is that the warp engines are these kind of strange crystalline structures that sit just ahead of the fission reactors. And just like the fission reactors, they don't have any special shielding to prevent damage or interference. Um, the other thing which you're able to, I guess you would say, guesstimate um, is that while the fission-powered impulse drive can get them going at great speed, uh, especially for their size, um, you're not really seeing any... Like, it's hard for them to maneuver. Uh, it's like they are very much a straightforward kind of vessel. It takes them a while to turn. Hmm. What's the... Hmm. Don't ask any more questions just yet until I... Okay, Shatsu, uh, prepare. If they don't seem to be have a lot of maneuvering... So the Ophian's maneuverability might be our best advantage. But then they still have a whole lot of torpedoes. Yes. Um, once once we get out of warp, uh, please, uh, that will be your primary task, is to figure out the locations and firing arcs of all their weapons. Uh, you are at a warp at the moment. Oh, we are. Oh, we have dropped out. Whoops, my yes. bad. All right. Um, what, is, what is their current status in relation to ours? Shatsu speaks up and says, uh, they seem to be at station keeping for the moment, sir, and I don't know, it's hard to tell whether or not they're powering up their beam weapon or if it's just their natural state. Uh, it's really throwing us for a loop, that uh, that impulse drive of theirs. Are you able to detect any type of active scan? Uh, no, sir. Retry hailing frequencies? I got them. So this time you do get a response. And uh, on the screen is a creature that lies somewhere between reptilian and insectoid. It has eight limbs, four of which are currently holding it upright at about uh, two and a half meters tall, while the other four act as arms. Uh, it also possesses a prehensile tail that would, uh, that would seem to assist in balance. Uh, their skin is almost stone-like, very similar to ancient earth lizards. Uh, what really sticks out, though, is the multitude of bionic and cybernetic modifications has. Now, before you worry, uh, they are not Borg, uh, but they are not dissimilar to that of the Borg. Um, by that I mean, instead of, say, nanoprobe takeover uh, or things of that nature, it seems that most of these modifications have been either grafted or otherwise implanted in very gruesome fashion. Uh, for instance, uh, this particular creature that you're seeing has something similar to like an old earth chain gun uh, as one of its upper limbs, as well as a featureless visor that covers most of its face. I've sent a screenshot of this down to wherever Svarja is with a question mark. Uh, Svarja does reply that she's on her way. Um, greetings. 
I am Captain Barton Skull of the U of the United Federation of Planets on the USS Ophian. So the creature uh, opens its maw, and you see row upon row of incisors, and the creature gives an unholy sounding screech to the point where it would probably chill most of your bones. And the screech goes on for an unnatural amount of time uh, before the comms are shut off. And it is at this point that Shatsu reports, uh, Sir, they are definitely powering that beam weapon. I shake, my, I shake my head at this screeching stuff. Get us around to the rear of the vessel. All right. And that's where we are going to start combat. All right. Uh, so I am going to have to kind of uh, nerf them a little bit uh, from my stats because I just remembered that they get a turn for literally every point of scale and they are scale 10. So uh, that's bad news oh bears for you. Um, I think we're going to have to use multi-effector assault mode for this. Let's Let's hold that off. We'll hit harder. We'll hit pretty hard without it. Yeah. Um, but it is your guys' turn first. Uh, so what would you All like right. to do? I mean, my first uh, thought is to go for their maneuvering thrusters. That would be my thought as well. They're not that maneuverable to begin with, so if we can hinder that even further... Yeah, or if we can uh, stop... Go ahead. Captain, if we... Uh, fly really close to the surface, it'll be harder for them to target us with torpedoes since they won't be able to... Any, you know, if they hit us, it'll also damage their own ship. So, Agreed. Buzz um, them. Is that one of the things that Helm can do is evasive maneuvers that would do something like that? Uh, well, there's, there's two different actions the Helm can do. They can do evasive action, which makes it so that all attacks against the ship and all attacks made by the ship uh, increase in difficulty by one, or there's attack pattern, which gives uh, any attacks until Sona's next turn uh, reduce in difficulty by one. And if it's already at one, then you get a bonus momentum. Uh, but both the attack pattern and evasive action would cost a point of power. And we're already down. Um, are we down a point already because we used the chronoton? Uh, no, this would be a fresh scene, so you'd have full power. Cool. Yeah, I'm all for doing evasive action, at least f until we can get to a better positioning. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, I need Sona to roll a daring plus con, uh, difficulty one, and the ship will assist with structure plus con. I can roll Sona. Was I'll have the under the ship. Okay. All right, so no help from the ship, but Sona actually can roll today. Uh, so yeah, you guys get a momentum, and yeah, uh, Sona does this time is able to kind of get a feel for how well this alien ship can maneuver, and uh, begins a evasive pattern Delta Niner. Um, but up next is the, uh, the alien creatures. Uh, so the aliens, 
for their efforts are indeed going to attempt to fire uh, their main beam weapon at you. Uh, so it is difficulty three for them, but uh, let's let's see what comes up. Uh, so good news, bad news. Uh, good news, they did roll a complication. Bad news, with that crit on fire weapon, they did get the three they needed. Um, I'm going to take threat for the complication. Actually, no, I can't because it's an enemy ship. Uh, let me, let's resolve damage on this and, uh, then we'll see what I can come up with a complication. Uh, so... Could we take momentum for their complication? You know, that's a good question. Um... I, I think the default is, you sort of, it bleeds off threat. You know what? It's probably against rules as written, but fuck it. Uh, you guys can have two momentum for the complication. Uh, but yeah, uh, so as this uh, this beam um, kind of fires at you guys, um, it sounds well. You know, there's obviously no sound in space, but Star Trek verse, we hear phasers and whatnot. Uh, if I had to qualify the sound, it is like this mixture between like a lion a tiger basically every single primal uh animal or or predator that you can think of and it is just this ungodly kind of roar um and unfortunately it is going to hit you so let's uh let's finally roll that damage all right so good news here it doesn't have vicious so that's the good oh. news Bad news. That is more than five. So you will be suffering a breach. Even ba more bad news. It's high yield. So you're going to be suffering two breaches to whatever system uh, I end up rolling. So uh, There's going to be extras somersaulting over exploding consoles tonight. Exactly. Uh, so go ahead and take the, the nine off of your shields. And uh, let's see where this hits you. A six. Uh, a six would be the engines, all right? What does a breach to the engines do? I'm pretty sure it's power, but let's double check. It's the one place we didn't want to be at. Uh, I'll let whoever else was adjusting the shields finish off, because I think we're going over the top of each other. All right. Uh, whenever the engine system suffers one or more breaches, it disrupts those functions temporarily. Uh, the ship loses two power immediately. Uh, so I think you're at minus three from your total. Uh, furthermore, uh, until the internal systems officer or someone in engineering uh, performs the restore minor action, all tasks assisted by the ship's engines or that have a power requirement increase in both difficulty and complication range by one. All right, so the, the breaches were to the engines and... Uh, both to the breaches, so the, the they suffered two breaches to the engine. Alright, that's penciled in. Alright. Yeah, that, that took out uh, half our shields. Mm-hmm. And to... Captain, I wouldn't recommend him being hit by that again. We cannot take another hit like that. That's why we're trying to get out of the way. Mr. Locke, please keep your evaluations during this moment to uh, uh, the unobvious... 
Um, so yeah, uh, again, to kind of give it flavor, this, uh, this roaring beam uh, does impact one of your nacelles, and it temporarily disrupts it. Um, but you still have three good ones. Uh, so we come back around to you guys' turn. Uh, so uh, what, uh, what's the play here? Shatsu, are we able to take out that... Are we able to damage that beam cannon? It's, I mean, if it was concentrated in one area, sir, maybe, but it runs the whole length of their ship. I, I don't think there's any way to disable it. Very well. All right. Original plan, keep, try to keep to its rear. They, I don't, does their beam weapon wrap around the their engines? Uh, no, it is very much a forward-firing weapon only. Good. Let's keep around the rear. Um, in the meantime, uh, let's strafe some of their weapon emplacements. Try to create try to create a gap in their firing arcs. All right. So before we resolve that, uh, I do need to say, uh, because of evasive action, uh, that's already a difficulty one increase, and then because of the breaches you just suffered, that's another difficulty increase. So firing phasers would be difficulty four. And torpedoes would be difficulty five. Uh, okay, then change of plans. Perhaps we should spend our turn on damage control. Uh, torpedoes don't have a power cost, so oh, they don't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it would only, but still, because of evasive action, torpedoes would also be a four. Uh, let, let's see if Mithrin can't get those engines functional. Okay. Yes, please. So the good news is it's only a minor action to restore the engines, um, but you still have your main action. Uh, so what would you like to do for your main action? Uh, uh, which action's the one to restore shields? Uh, for shields, uh, this would be a control plus engineering. Uh, difficulty zero, because you're in main engineering, I'm assuming. Uh, and the ship yep. assists with structure plus engineering. And uh, this does cost one power. It's on page 224 if you're looking for reference. Uh, I've just lost the macro. I'm going to spend a momentum to get a third die. Okay. Oh, roll for the ship. Oh, uh, ship power systems as a duplicable focus? I, I, I'm going to let it happen, yeah. Okay, uh, so good news. Uh, you guys are capped on momentum. Uh, I believe you have two bonus momentum. Uh, so you initially uh, get two shields back because of the success. And every point of momentum you spend, probably those two bonus momentum, uh, it's another two for each. I'll, I'll spend those two bonus momentum on shield. Okay, then uh, you get a grand total of six shield back. Oh god, it's doing the bar flicker thing again. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. I wish that was uh, an actual toggleable effect. Um, 
any event though so yeah Mirthrin, uh you quickly send a, a bit of a damage control team to uh fix the nacelles and uh, the nacelle kind of flickers for a moment then returns to its full-on glow um yep, and just as it does he sort of like shunts power through a pre-prepared junction and just boosts up the shield integrity all right very good all right and that's going to be internal systems all right uh up next is the uh the vorhi mauler and uh for this one the mauler is going to attempt to uh engage in a attack pattern um so let me see do uh it does indeed uh so uh the difficulty for its uh attacks is going to go down to one and this does have a power requirement so i gotta subtract that as well minus one i forgot to subtract the uh power from the beam all right so uh the kilometer size ship uh does seem to take up a more aggressive stance uh as it attempts to maneuver such that it can get its main beam uh, back, you know, you guys back in the main beam's firing arc. Um, but yeah, uh, for the moment, it is your turn again. Captain, if we can disable their ability to maneuver, then we can stay on one of their their uh, their, their sides and pick off their uh, offensive capabilities without uh, too much care. Agreed. Uh, let's see what we can do about knocking out their power. Okay. Uh, Miss Shatsu, target their power. Target their power arrays and fire. Okay. Um, so let's let's break this down. Um, oh, but by the way, did um, I actually repair any breaches? Uh, no, you don't repair breaches, but you did get rid of the disadvantage uh, okay. that was incurred by them. Um, but yeah, let's break it down. So, uh, Skull, since you're ordering uh, Shatsu, uh, I would say this would count as the command task. All right. Um, so you're going to be assisting with presence plus command. Uh, Shatsu will, of course, be rolling uh, weapons, or not weapons, uh, control plus security, uh, assisted by the ship's weapons plus security. Uh, the overall difficulty is a three because of uh, evasive action and i think that's everything yes um now this is something i i needed to check uh beforehand but i'm pretty sure um that uh you might need to spend the like if you wanted extra penetration actually no that's Never mind. Uh, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, so yeah, let's let's resolve the roles and then we'll go from there. So who's rolling for Shatsu and who's rolling for the ship? No, I'll roll for the ship. Okay. And I've already forgotten what the role is. Uh, that would be weapons plus security. No one else is rolling for Shatsu, I will. Okay. Alright, so that's that's two successes already. Hey, you get the three you needed. Um, so yeah, uh, go ahead and roll your uh, phaser damage. Now remember, 
Uh, you do get two free bonus momentum because they are phasers. Uh, so you, because yep. of the versatile two quality, you do get two bonus momentum that you may spend uh, on things like penetration, power, etc. I'd like to spend it on one penetration, one power loss. Okay, Sound so good? that would that would be two penetration and one point of power loss. Sure. All right. So, uh, again, good news, bad news. Uh, good news, you are indeed able to uh, strike the ship and uh, cause the immediate area around where your phaser impacts. Uh, the lights uh, of the ship seem to flicker a little bit, but, yeah, you don't even get through its resistance. Um Unless you want to like reroll those zeros or uh, maybe try to get twos with those effects, you don't have the command, the advisor trait, do you? I don't believe I do. I probably should get that at some point. No, I don't. I meant talent, not trait. Sorry. Oh, yeah. talent? Uh, no, I don't have that. Hmm. So, do we want to reroll? I mean, we have momentum. Yeah, and we and really disabling their ability to to move is is paramount to winning this fight. Yeah. All right, spend the momentum to reroll. Okay. Two. We get lucky. All right, so uh, you are in fact able to inflict uh, a point of damage. Hey, something. <laughs> Oof. It's a lot of resistance. Well, you know, it's a scale 10 ship. Uh, even even though they're using uh, polarized hull plating, it's 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 big. It's very big. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, the good news again is at this point you guys are kind of... Uh, let me move the token. Uh, you guys are to the side of uh, the vessel at this point. Uh, bad news as uh, we come around to its turn again. Um... It is going to use its command action to fire a bunch of uh, rad warheads at you. So let's see how that resolves. Radical, man. Well, if uh, with zeros across the board, uh, what happens is is uh, kind of as these ports open up on the side of the vessel and begin firing a barrage of uh, warheads at you, uh, you would, uh, again, quote-unquote, hear... A, uh, an unrelenting howl as these warheads just kind of soar past um, the Ophion. It's kind of like a flak turret if I had to uh, qualify it. Uh, it's it's going for area denial rather than, uh, you know, actually hitting you. Um, but uh, yeah, it does not hit you, which is the good news. And uh, we roll back around to your guys' turn. Um, seeing as... I think the captain already sent the previous scans to Matic mm -hmm. and uh, Sienna. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to access the sensors from his lab, and he's or he's going to go up to the bridge. He'll access the uh, sensors and do a sensor operation and scan for weakness. Okay. Yeah, you can certainly do that. Uh, that would be a control plus science uh, difficulty one on your part. Uh, actually, no, difficulty zero because uh, of the sensors uh, benefit from the ship. Uh, assisted by the ship's sensors plus security. 
Uh, alien technology? Yeah, why not? Uh, so reason science, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, control science. Control science. Mm-hmm. Difficulty zero. Ship. Ship aids. All right. Uh, oh, we already have five momentum. I don't need to spend any. Yeah, uh, so you would have uh, three float or two floating momentum. Don't think you can spend it on anything, though. Um, but the good news is the next attack made uh, against... Oh, go ahead. I guess I could spend one of them on a question. Um, mm -hmm. Would it be more viable to take out their fission reactor or their warp reactor? I would say the fission reactor would be your best bet. <clears throat> Um, but no, uh, you guys are at five or at six momentum because uh, that was part oh. of the the bonus momentum that he spent for the question. Oh, that was bonus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so keep in mind yeah. that uh, your next attack uh, on the uh, the mauler is going to be a uh, piercing two quality uh, per effect rolled. So you want to see effects. Effects are good. Um, yeah. Also, if you buy any D20 uh, for the roll, uh, it's plus one damage for each D20 purchased. So that could very much come to play. Uh, up next, uh, I forgot to take off the green mark. Up next, we do have the, uh, the alien vessel once again. And uh, this time, uh, what they're going to do is they're actually going to do something very similar. Uh, they, too, are going to use their sensors, such as they are, to try and get a, a good gauge on uh, where to hit you. Uh, so let's see what comes up. Uh, Anywhere with that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they they knock it out of the park. Uh, that's that's a lot of threat for me. Uh, four threat. Very nice. Uh, so, I yeah. want to get hit um... Uh, Shatsu kind of reports, uh, sirs, they are definitely locking on to our nacelles again. Um, has Svarja come to the bridge yet? Yes. Uh, at this point, Svarja does end up on the bridge, and uh, when she steps out and kind of looks at the view screen and says, uh, sorry, it took me a while. Uh, I don't know how much useful this information would be, but uh, if uh, if I were a betting woman, I'd, I'd say that these are descendants of or are the uh, Vorhiri. And uh, I will, of course, spell that in chat. Uh, kind of a, an ancient sort of species that uh, kind of stagnated in technology and has been like this for, again, if this is them, they've been like this for quite a while. <clears throat> Very well. Yeah, uh, it is your turn again. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of, I don't think we can take these guys in a fight. Well, it's definitely you... not going. Okay. It's definitely not going to be a a fight we win by wearing them out. We're going to have to find their key points to knock them out. If we can Agreed. take out the warp engines, we have an opportunity to run at least. Agreed. Um, keep going after their uh, engines. Um, Miss Shatsu, 
Um, torpedo spread, please. Okay. So uh, again, let's break it down. Um, because this is tactical action. I yeah, guess. this would be your tactical. Um, again, because of evasive action, uh, the difficulty does increase to four. Um, fine. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, it doesn't have a power requirement, so you're fine there. Um, if you're firing a salvo, that means I get three attack or three threat. And then, uh, remember you want to see effects on this because you did just scan for weakness. Yeah. Um, but let's see if you actually hit with your salvo. I would certainly hope so, since it's a big ship, but, uh, maybe she's took taking a, a page from Worf's book and just whiffs completely. Um, so Shatsu is going to roll. You have dishonored my father with your words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was a good uh, that was a good image. Anyway, um, so uh, Shatsu is rolling uh, control plus security. I, I would recommend maybe spending some momentum for her. Yeah, good idea. Um, and then the ship will assist with weapons plus security. Who's rolling for Shatsu? Right, very good. Do, do, do we want some to dump some momentum into a roll? Probably. Absolutely. How much you want to spend? We've got a lot. I, I, I vote for three to get two extra dice. I'm game. Make it so. Making it so. So it has been made. Uh, who's rolling Shatsu? Oh, guess I'm still doing that. Mm -hmm. I thought since you said making it so, I assumed you were making it oh. so. No, I'm just. <laughs> well, that, that that would have been sensible. Oh. oh my! Well, we make it. Yeah. So the good news, bad news here. Good news, you do hit. Bad news, I'm taking the threat. Well, maybe that's good news. All right. So I now mean, so let's. You are wrecking up quite really a bit. Yeah. So now let's resolve the the damage here. Uh, so go ahead and roll the challenge die, and then we will add uh, up the, the the bonus damage and the piercing. Uh, so that's What's the damage? What bonus is it for the full yield again? Uh, so uh, firing a salvo adds oh. plus one to the damage roll. Um, because you did scan for weakness and you bought two die, that's another two uh, bonus damage. And the key thing is, this is just damage. This isn't another challenge die. Oh, that's Ooh. a nice amount of effects. Sorry, that... I've ignored the last two, actually. Okay. added. So it should only be eight. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, yeah. four, five, yeah. six. Okay. Uh... All right, so you did eight damage. Uh, again, let's walk, let's walk through this. So it's eight plus three, so 11. And we ignore 12 resistance. You ignore 12 resistance, which is all of it. Good. Um, so you do a whopping total of 11 damage to them, uh, which is quite significant, actually, because uh, of torpedoes uh, have the high yield quality. So that's already two breaches. Uh, so uh, it is your attack. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, 1d20, and we'll see where you hit. A 19. Uh, well, would you look at that? That is weapons. 
Uh, weapon breach. Do, 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 do. When are we targeting the engines, though? Or um, you know what? Did you want to target the engines? I'll, I'll give it to you free. It would have been an increased difficulty, but we've already made the roll, so... Uh, did you want uh, engines or weapons? I think the captain was specifying yeah. you. So I, was I, kind of I like shooting weapons in this instance. Weapons. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, until the tactical officer performs the restore minor action, the ship cannot make any attacks, nor can attempt to make any other tasks which would involve the ship's weapon systems. Uh, so again, narratively, what happens uh, is the Ophion kind of goes on a strafing run, uh, almost like a certain trench run in a galaxy far, far away, and uh, fires off salvo after salvo of photon torpedoes, and... Uh, thanks to Maddox uh, sensor scan and uh, some quick thinking on uh, Shatsu's part, uh, even due to the size of the ship, you do uh, leave rather large, especially for this ship's size, uh, pockmarks in its hull. And uh, you are now, I'll say, behind the ship. So you're right about there. Question. They don't have shields, correct? Yes. Uh, so the way uh, their shielding works uh, is the same as the polarized hull plating in the uh, command book. Uh, so you only need to do four damage to breach instead of five. But that also means transporters are effective against them, right? That is correct, yes. Uh, Tin might turn to the captain and be command captain. Uh, I can get if I can get a lock on a vital piece of their engineering, I could beam that onto their ship and thereby disable their engine. Sorry, you're you're su you're suggesting we we perform remote surgery on their equipment. Yes, I, I remember reading uh, that a former Federation president, Captain Archer, did it once, beaming out parts of viable components. I like the way you think. Are we doing scalpel or chainsaw? No, chainsaws do cause the most damage. So one of their like, uh, like their uh, some engineering component, I can beam away. That's essential for. Yeah, like maybe maybe like a key power conduit between the reactor and the rest. Like a, a relay or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we can well. beam away their uh, reactor's coolant supply. <laughs> I I'm assuming we want to disable them, not blow them up. I mean, there are 50,000 of them, but then again, their captain is a gigantic lizard thing with rows of teeth and a, mount and a chain gun for an arm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, actually, Shatsu can retain the initiative, right? Uh, yeah, I completely forgot about her. Yes, she can indeed retain the initiative. So, we could have Tim do that, like, right now, maybe? <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, so, so, you don't um... get killed next turn. How do I want to resolve this? Transporters are control plus engineering. Right, right. I'm just thinking from like a, a sensor standpoint because they do use the ship sensors. Um, so we would have to split it up into two turns where one scan the ship and then the next turn they beam it out. Um, because I'm assume because I would have known that the captain was firing at the engines. Could my scan for weakness earlier have been part of the scan roll for this? Can we spend a momentum to have that happen? Let's do that, yeah. Spend a momentum and that's what happens. Alrighty. 
And yeah, uh, Matic, uh, you're as part of your scan, you're gonna know that uh, the fission reactors are just so big that uh, transporting like a key component out of them is going to take a lot of power. Uh, and especially because of the radiation surrounding the fission reactor, um, it might be at an increased difficulty or complication range. Um, would I, would, what about like if I transported like the bolts that are holding it against the wall? Like if I just took out all the bracing? Um, that's a lot of precision for this kind of engagement. Right, yeah, I would say that that would be an even bigger increased difficulty. Um, but I will remind you uh, of last session, you did use the transporters to uh, beam a warhead directly to uh, a Jem'Hadar's bridge. Could do something similar here. We... Shatsu. Get Quake and Bush to prepare the tricobalt device. <laughs> uh, Shatsu says, uh, are you sure, sir? Get it on the get it on the cargo transporter. Understood, sir. And uh, we'll say that takes place. Uh, we'll, it'll take place during the same thing because we retained initiative. Um so after probably a few minutes, she says, uh, try Cobalt device ready, sir. Fantastic. Um, when it's my turn again, I'll spend my action to attempt to negotiate a cease of hostilities. Okay. So we come back around What, to... what do you mean by your turn, Captain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm we... metagaming this combat, Mr. Murthren. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Sorry, sir. Metagamey pigeon. Oh, best thing that come out of this campaign of critical role, better gaming pigeon. Anyway, um, use mage hand to remove the reactor. <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, what the Vorheri are going to do uh, is they are going to. I forgot to take away their orange mark. Um, they are going to attempt a helm action to uh, more or less uh, get you back within the firing arc of uh of their uh their main beam weapon uh so this will require a bit of power uh which does matter in this instance and uh i'm gonna treat this as a uh, evasive action even though it is not giving the benefits of evasive action so let's see what happens uh yes i will say uh based on that role that they are able to turn their ship slightly uh, so they are... How do I want to do this? They are maybe... Something like this. So they're angling around. Uh, next turn, they, they might get there. Uh, but th that is their turn. Uh, we come back around to you guys. Um, I'd like to spend my action to try to communicate with them. I think that's a quick action if I recall. Uh, let's double check. Uh, I think hailing frequencies is a quick action. 
Uh, no. Uh, interact, change position, prepare, raise lower shields, restore. They're all minors. Ah, my yeah. bad. <clears throat> Healing frequency open is an actual task. Okay, yep. then I'll make it my task. I'll make it the ship's task. Okay. Uh, hmm. In that case, uh, this is a control plus engineering, uh, assisted by the ship's communications plus engineering. Uh, the difficulty is zero, so free momentum for you, really. Sending another hail, Captain. All right. So what are we what are we rolling for that? Uh, uh, is, that sen is that sensors plus engineering or com plus engineering? Com plus oh. engineering. So unfortunately, no sensor bonus here. Uh, and uh, whoever's doing the the hailing frequencies open is control plus engineering. Uh, should Matic do it because he probably has the highest control engineering on the bridge sure. right now? Yeah. I'll make one for him at my station. <laughs> All right, so one from the the Ophion. Uh, momentum for an extra dice, just to try to get extra momentum. Sounds good. Sure. Um, power systems? No. Mm. Oh well. Hey, would you look at that? Hey, so you get right. four nice. momentum. Works for me. All right. So what are you, what are you saying there, Captain? All right. Just drawing the momentum. Then attention, Vahiri vessel. We're in possession of a large warhead that we are prepared to use to destroy your vessel unless you cease fire immediately all right so uh if you, back, if you do not disengage and drop your weapons your ship will be destroyed and all five all fifty thousand crew will be lost i do not want to do this but i will take whatever is necessary to protect my ship and my crew so uh the abomination comes back on screen and uh, it begins shrieking again uh but this time because uh sparja is here uh she does kind of rush over to Pinex console uh taps on uh her suit's kind of arm so that the uh the uh, fryquest symbols pop up again and uh with her quick thinking and modification uh it will translate the universal translator will be able to uh, well, codify what this uh, Vohiri is saying. And uh, what the Vohiri says is... Uh, well, well, Cam, you read the, the Q Continuum series of novels, yeah? I did, yes. So you remember how the Calamarane kind of did an I, R, we yep. kind of thing? Yep. It's very similar here that they use multiple phonetics for their words. Um, but obviously I'm not going to be able to do that as I speak unless you want me to take all day. Um, so the Vohiri says, uh, you have violated our space. This is our planet. If it comes down to it, we will gladly sacrifice our lives for the glory of the Vohiri Empire. Oh. Mm. Apol... You have my sincere apologies. We were unaware that this space was claimed. Um, if you could please provide us the borders to your empire, we will happily uh, leave. Roll me a... How about a presence plus command? All right. Uh, 
Uh, diplomacy? Yeah. As a feature? Cool. I'm going to spend a point of momentum here. Okay. Cool. Hey, would you look at that? Uh, you'll get two momentum back. Sorry, I should have told you it was a difficulty too, but hey. Um, I'll inflate this. As you communicate this and ask for the borders, um, you're going to notice something uh, as they start to reply. Um, they seem to use one of their arms... Uh, to gesture at someone off screen. Um, and moments later, uh, a barrage of information begins to assault uh, your uh, ship. And this is actually going to be a... Where is it? Where is it? It's here somewhere. Uh... Uh, there it is. Uh, signals jamming. Uh, so the communication officer transmits to interfere with what's in it. Power requirement of one. Control plus engineering. Assisted by comms plus security. All right. Uh, I'm just going to roll a generic thing here and see what happens. Okay. Uh, so here's what happens. As this barrage uh, assaults the Ophion, um, it immediately overloads uh, the sensors of the ship. And uh, it's basically e-warfare. Uh, they are attempting to jam every single sensor and communication capability that you have at the moment. It's gonna make it hard to beam on that warhead. Mm -hmm. Well, they've made—they've already made it clear that we're not welcome in their space. Very well. I'm just going to glance over our shoulder, my shoulder at um, Lieutenant Commander Panek and just go, it seems that we're not welcome here anymore, XO. Miss Sona, get us, get us out of here, back to space that's a little friendlier. Maximum warp. Retreat would seem to be the prudent course of action, Captain. Agreed. Uh, let me just double check because this is in combat warp. Uh, let's see, leaving the battlefield page 219. Uh, when a ship goes to work, whenever characters operating the helm must spend one or more power and attempt a control plus con with a difficulty of zero, assisted by the engines plus con, if the power spent uh, determines how quickly the ship is moving. If this task is successful, the ship immediately leaves the area, which will normally end the scene, though the enemy may choose to pursue. Okay. Uh, so we're not going to roll because that's a difficulty zero and you're already capped on momentum. Uh, but the question is, how much power do you spend, uh, to go to warp? Um, all of it? I'm all for, not all of it, but, uh, I'm all for, sorry, how, how much power do we have left? Um, uh, we're at 11 of 15 by my count. I'm all for spending about five of that. Or we could, I'd say we spend like eight, get the hell out of here real quick, then we could just drop and resoar. True. Yeah, because uh, we don't I'd know like if they're to... going to give chase. And, and the cells are already a bit, are already a bit bruised. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought five, you said eight, let's compromise and go seven, just in case they decide to pursue them. We have 
couple extra power to do stuff with. Warp 7 should be pushing the, um, beyond their capabilities, hopefully. They have pretty primitive warp engines. Alright, down yep. to full power. All right. Out we go. So uh, the Ophion uh, does almost like a 180 in space. And uh, the nacelles glow for a second and then launch you guys into warp. And yeah, you guys are out of combat. The Vohiri are not going to pursue. So I'll put you back on this map. Bridge to Murthrin. Uh, Murthrin here. Damage report, damage. please. Uh, <clears throat> upper port, upper port nacelle took a major hit. I'm sending damage control teams over now to assess the damage. Can we maintain warp seven for a protracted period of time? I would advise against it, Captain. That that was like even I I don't think even the Jem'Hadar have phase polarons that powerful. Oh, on, uh, honest, honestly, we're lucky it didn't slice the nacelle off. Any sign of pursuit, Mister Tin? Scanning. Are they following? Nope, they are not following. They seem to be holding position, Captain. Also, we do have a armed tricobalt device in our cargo bay that we might want to deactivate. Agreed. Uh, Miss Shatsu, please see to that. On it, sir. Uh, Sona, take us to the nearby star system designated uh, KVR3 and drop us out of warp once we're near the system. Understood, sir. If you don't need me, Captain, I'm going to head down to engineering and help out there. Absolutely. Um, actually, before you do that, Mr. Maddock, am I ready room? Uh, yes, sir. Right. I'm going to raise my eyebrow at the Captain. I'm just going to go and say, I have a pl- I have a thought. Finnick uh, and I will exchange glances, and I hope he gets the sense that he needs to delete the message I sent him earlier. <laughs> I've already deleted it. Alright, uh, so yeah. this is a scene change, so do minus one momentum. Mm-hmm. Just noth- nothing major, Mr. Maddox. I would pr- just like to have you and uh, once all the um, repairs are complete, if you and Sienna could just run through every piece of jamming in- information that they sent us, perhaps we're able to sort out something useful in all that mess. Yeah, I don't see why we wouldn't be able to. Um, I'm sure probably about 95% of it will just be white noise. Um, it may just be a repetition of Planet 3 did this many rotations in this much time, or there were this many storms on Planet 2. That's probably what most of it's going to be, but I'm sure they probably slipped up and gave us a couple interesting pieces of information. Agreed. Um, that's why I'm hoping that Sienna will be of some assistance in this. I just wanted to ask you privately, just because uh, rogue, art, rogue artificial intelligence, the crew isn't quite used to it yet. I mean, she isn't rogue. Ah, apologies. Yet? I'd, I'd a, like to, I mean, yeah, I'd a, like to take a, steps. I understand, yeah. Captain. There, I, should, I, mean, I, I apologize. I should have said the phrase independent artificial intelligence. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically Sona is... Well, no, I guess she wouldn't be independent, would she? Well, she's... 
She has sworn an oath to Starfleet and wears the uniform, and to the best of my knowledge, her artificial intelligence is constrained to her physical form, whereas Sienna is a little more... has the potential to be more free-range among, among the vessel. Yeah, that, that's some of the stuff Captain Tahan was worried about, but we didn't have any issues back on the Arcadia. Yeah. And I, for one, hope that the issues don't crop up at all. But, um, you know, a measure, a measure of... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Caution? Yes, caution, uh, caution uh, prevents regrets. Aye, uh, sir. Cool. Uh, to your duties, Lieutenant... Uh, as Matt leaves, I'd like to enter with Sparja. I, I actually, Sparja was going to enter by herself, so you, you save me some time. Uh, so yeah, uh, both uh, Matt, as you walk out, uh, both Sparja and Panek are kind of waiting outside, and uh, they both step on in. Lieutenant Commander, Sparja, I was just about to ask your opinion on on this. I understand it is about 100,000 years out of date, but anything you could tell us about these Vahiri would be greatly appreciated uh, of course sir uh, and uh, she once again kind of holds up her arm so that the hollow display will begin projecting an image and uh, you once again see a, a holographic image kind of a, a green tinted uh, display of uh, what you just saw uh, in terms of the abomination uh, and she says uh, back when we encountered them uh, they were very primitive spacefaring species they did not possess warp functionality uh they simply uh well uh, as you probably gathered uh, they used their fission technology to basically use controlled explosions to propel them through space uh it seems that uh over the years they really haven't made much progress which is odd but you know i i'm not a scientist i only have but so much insight. Uh, but what I can tell you is that, that uh, the beam of theirs was something new. Yes. While their technology seems to have stagnated, it's uh, as evident uh, not to be uh, dismissed lightly. Why can you tell us of the, their, uh, their borders when you knew them? Well, uh, that's something I was going to actually bring up during the moment, but I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, as far as I know, uh, they were a nomadic species, a, I believe the human expression is hunter-gatherer. Uh, they don't really have a border, as far as I'm aware. But again, it has been 100,000 plus years. Something could have changed. It would be odd for a nomadic culture to start claiming territory. Not necessarily, if, uh, all the, um... On Trill, all the hunter-gatherer tribes eventually uh, stopped being uh, hunter-gatherers once they began developing agriculture. Um, assuming the uh, Yahiri were, sorry, Vihiri were a probably predatory species, if they found a hunting ground that they liked, it's entirely possible they would have set up home. Which I believe us to our next point, Captain. Uh, it is I mean, no doubt a coincidence that we have found them right where we expect to find the progenitor generator device. This could be the proverbial uh, plane uh, that 
that has caused them to settle down. It's entirely possible. And as much as I'd like to go back in there, see what can be found, I'd rather not have to face one of those things without an entire armada at our back. It's my thought, Captain, that we will eventually have to face them again, at least to establish some form of communication and dialogue with them. Quite possibly. Uh, for the meat, until we discover... Uh, I'm just going to shrug. Shrug a bit. On the other hand, the Takan structure has been left dormant for 10,000... or has apparently been untampered with for 10,000 years. Uh, what's the... Who's to say that it won't be perfectly fine within the next four years, four decades? Next century. Pardon me, Captain, if I fail to give this supposition any credit. We are too lacking in information, and we have found a possible enemy sitting on the doorstep of such a device. Agreed. We, we should figure out at least what this device is. And the intent of the Vahiri. If only we still had that Romulan cloaking shuttle. It's a shame we had to give it back. Let's. Very well. Miss um. uh, Farja, I would like to uh, ask you to work with Stellar Cartography to begin um, de designing a, uh, a chart of what you knew of the patrol path of the Bahiri nomads and see if we can overlay that with any additional information we come across. Uh, certainly. I will work with Senior Chief Hylong. Uh... <laughs> The thought just occurred to me, sirs. Uh, why not uh, send in a probe or a uh, a shuttle to investigate things further? That was going to be my next suggestion, actually, Savarja, but that is a fine idea. If you'll come with me back to the bridge. Sure. I can prepare a Class 9 probe, Captain. Absolutely. Let's see if we can't um, be a little discreet with these, uh, with our remote scanning. Back on the bridge. All right. Uh, Mr. Locke. All right, Captain. Yes. Once the repairs are complete, we're going to run, run silent back to the edge of that system. I'd like some probes prepared and launched into the system, into the general vicinity of the Class L planet where that uh, Takan reading might be. Um, Ms. Shatsu, uh, I'd like to gain a basic understanding of what we've learned from their sensor capabilities. Um, if, if their uh, sensors are as primitive as their engines are, then perhaps we might be able to sneak in a small, ex a small exploration team. I can certainly start working on that immediately, sir. Very well. Mr. Locke, I'd like you to begin working on hardening our sensors against our signal jamming. I'll do what I can, sir. Um, if we didn't have the communications open, it probably wouldn't be nearly as damaging. Yeah, next time I'm not going to bother talking to them. You had to try, Captain. It, it, it worked with the... Um, it worked it with worked. the Romulans. It did. Those are good times. <laughs> I, which reminds me, I need to update my will again. 
Let's not be so morbid on the bridge, Mr. Locke. This is a Starfleet vessel. We're full of vim, vigor, and optimism. Doesn't hurt to prepare against the, the worst. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, so this actually feels like a, a good time to take our break. So, uh, yeah, be back in uh, five to ten minutes, guys. All right. Perfect. See you then. I still wanted to blow something up. <laughs> uh, alas, we that's, must take the moral high ground. That's what the holodeck's for. I mean, I'd like to blow up the holodeck, too, but that's something different. It is a HR nightmare. Yeah. Must be Mexican night for culture night. All right, so I'm back uh, before I unmute myself for everybody else. Uh, again, I do like to thank my viewers for watching. Uh, kind of warms my heart to see how much, uh, how many views we get for, uh, as, or for such a small stream. Uh, again, I think most of you listening to this have either already followed or subscribed on YouTube, but uh, I'd appreciate it if you did it on Twitch as well. But uh, if you do, you, you do, and if not, no big deal. Um, but yeah, uh, again, thank you for watching, and uh, hopefully you're having a good time with it. And I'm going to go ahead and unmute myself for everybody else. And I'm back.
Alright, is, uh, is anyone back yet? Uh, Sterling, uh, in chat. Uh, no, I don't think it was a tri-cobalt. I think it was the Cobra Mite that you're thinking of. Yeah, it was the Cobra Mite device. Uh, the, the fictional sort of, uh, explosive. Tri-cobalt was, uh, something that I believe Voyager introduced. Uh, and Voyager was, uh, they used tri-cobalt on the, uh, Caretaker Array. I think I remember Tricobalt earlier, but yeah, this, the, the Corbuette Mover goes back to the original series. All right, well, Locke's back. Uh, I'm back. Is anyone... Okay, Penex back. Uh, I'm assuming the Captain Merthrin and Maddock are not yet. See, um, let's say, yeah, uh, tricobalt devices were also in uh, Deep Space Nine. Ah, for uh, the Maquis were using them. So, well, though, I wonder out of curiosity whether or not uh, Voyager, because Voyager and DS Nine started around the same time, or at least they were one was running during the other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think Voyager started like two or three years after DS Nine did. Yeah, there'd be it'd be this would be after the Voyager, so Voyager possibly created it. It's generic explosive five. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I remember in the uh, original series they definitely didn't have tricobalt warheads; they had just antimatter bombs. Yeah, well, Which also are... the original series was all over the place. Like some episodes they had torpedoes, and some they didn't. So. Yeah. The writer guidelines for that were kind of loose, I think. Yeah. But, well, I mean, theoretically, we've been using the same type of torpedo warhead for like 150 years. So, I mean, it makes reasonable sense that they'd have, you know, once you find antimatter warheads, you'd kind of say the same for like ne the original series and next generation. <clears throat> I mean, uh, spark plugs got invented in what, like 1918 or something like that? Give or take. And, uh, yeah, haven't really updated the design since. All right, I think everyone's back now, so let me get rid of the big BRB on screen. All right, um, excuse me. So, uh, I think first we do need to do a, a little bit of, uh, repair damage control type things. Um, just to see how long, uh, you guys have before you would start to head back towards the system. Um, I normally was going to do an extended task here, but, uh, I think pretty much between, uh, Mirthrin and Matic, you guys are going to knock it out of the park anyway. Uh, so in an attempt to give you guys, uh, maybe another capped momentum, uh, I'd like, uh, Matic, you to assist Mirthrin or vice versa. Uh, we're going to call this a, uh, control plus engineering. Uh, the difficulty here will be a two. And uh, this will just kind of represent, uh, again, how long it'll take you to effect repairs. Alrighty. Uh, power systems, warp field dynamics, quantum mechanics. Uh, I'll give you power systems. 
All right, you guys are cats of momentum. Uh, and you succeeded so well that I'll say um, the damage was mostly superficial. Uh, it was simply due to the uh, intensity of the beam that uh, the nacelle was knocked offline. Um, obviously, um, neither of you would recommend getting hit there again, but uh, things okay, so seem to the, be in the, order. Those breaches will need downtime between sessions to deal with, but uh, as long as nothing hits, bumps the nacelle too hard, it shouldn't fall apart. Exactly. Um, so for narrative purposes, I think you remove one breach... I don't know. I'll I'll double check what you guys are RPing. It's somewhere in command. I know that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll say since you succeeded so well, the repairs will take maybe three hours. So uh, that's three hours for anyone who has bits of RP they want to get out of the way. Were we able to determine if their sensors would uh, detect our probe? Um... I'm going to say you don't know unless you want to spend a momentum to either say that you did or uh, ask the question. Actually, that's, um, that's something Locke would be doing, would be trying to find a way to get past their sensors or, like, hide up a probe and or ship. Okay. Uh, yeah, spend a momentum and I'll let it happen. Sure. All right. Oops. So, let's see. Um, best you can tell... Their sensors, while they are a large ship, they do seem to have trouble locking onto smaller things. Uh, like, for example, uh, when they locked onto you with their scan for weakness, uh, they kind of took a, a broad stance uh, in targeting your nacelle area rather than, say, uh, the, a specific nacelle themselves. Um, your best guess, and again, this is a guess, keyword here, is that uh, you might be able to sneak uh, a Type 9 shuttle or a Type 11 shuttle into the system without them noticing. Um, and unless you basically put a uh, some sort of beacon on a probe, they probably won't notice the probe either. Hmm. All right, so wouldn't be able to sneak her to Danube class in, but uh, smaller shuttle should have a decent chance. Smaller is better. It seems to be um, kind of a, a base pulse type scanning system. If we coat the hull in a, a slightly matte, non-reflective material, it should absorb the pulses a bit more and give us a bit more advantage at sneaking past. And as long as the probe isn't broadcasting on any um, major non-subspace frequencies, we should be able to... It should, it should go unnoticed. I still wouldn't want to pilot the ship. So you're suggesting we paint the probe black? Well, the color is irrelevant as long as it's kind of more of a energy-absorbing matte color. Not anything reflective might bounce the signal back a bit more and cause it to ping a bit more. Sorry, I'm I'm attempting to make cynical, sarcastic uh, comments in order to lighten the mood of our ship after it got its tail whooped. <laughs> it's well, whichever color you choose will be sufficient, Mister Locke. Okay, sorry, sir. I'm at this point. I have the sense of humor of Sona or or even Tin. It's 
I am a, I am all one giant tense muscle. You are attempting to use cynicism to bolster the morale. What can I what can I say? If what yeah, literally, what can I say? I just shrug. Uh Tin actually does speak up and he says I object. I have a sense of humor. So uh, of course uh, you do. <laughs> that, that's what you're programmed to say, Tin. Chief. Sir. I'll have you know I won the talent contest in humor back on Endoria. The pause is completely role-playing, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward silence. Even even Spinek is dubious about this. (laughs) So, uh, Tin says, fine, I will give you a taste. A Romulan, a Klingon, and a Pac-Led walk into a bar. Uh, Chief, how's, uh, Mr. Murthren, how's that damage coming along? Uh, just about finished, Captain. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't recommend knocking the ship against anything anytime soon, but it'll hold up until we get back to Daedalus for repair. Very well. Thank you for your time. And, and Tin finishes his joke almost like he's did it the entire thing, and he says, and the Romulan says, that's not a warp coil, that's my wife. I'll just smile diplomatically. Oh, poor Tim. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, which, uh, anything else of note going on during this time period? Just um, going on the shuttle, I suppose. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Following repairs being finished, uh, Sienna and I running through all the sensor data mm-hmm. or the info dump. Since you have Sienna helping you and you're already maxed on momentum, mostly, um, I'll say that Sienna is able to determine uh, something and she'll say, uh, best I can tell, uh, their white noise followed. An interesting random generated mechanic, but I suppose that's not really important. Um, doesn't seem to be any useful information in here. Uh, it seems to be, as I said, mostly random noise. Well, you were just saying that it followed a generation mechanic of some sort. Is there a way that we could possibly adjust our uh, sensors or our signals? I'm not sure how the communications array. Yeah, I mean, if there's a pattern, you can cancel it out. Yeah, like if like if it's all random information, but it's done in a five, four, nine burst. Is there a way we could figure out a way to counteract that? Could be done. Yes. Uh, please direct uh, please direct your attention to uh, the console over here. And uh, you see on the uh, the console that Sienna has brought up a uh, kind of the uh, the formula that I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but basically it is the uh, the formula that uh, generates the random mechanic or the random uh, noise. Um, it fits. Uh, I'm trying to remember what species. 
Um, I think it was the Breen, actually. Um, it is a Breen mechanic for reading the uh, kind of the fluctuations in subspace. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how they generate the, uh, the, the random numbers. Now, reverse engineering that uh, would involve uh, some sort of a task. I would say probably a three or four difficulty task. Um, seeing that it is Breen-like, uh, I want to pull up the original sensor scan and the scan for weakness I did. Mm-hmm. And I want to run all three of them through a comparison of date of uh, technology from species in the area to see if they're kind of hackletish, I guess is the best way to put it. I got gotcha. Like, are they taking... Okay. Um... I would say this would either be a reason or an insight plus engineering. Uh, I will make the difficulty a three. Uh, alien technology? Mm-hmm. Uh, momentum for an extra dice? Oh... Yeah, uh, even with Sienna helping you, uh, yeah, you, you're not seeing any similarities other than the fact that it just seems to be sort of a, a coincidence that the Breen and uh, the Bohiri would share a similar randomness. Would the, uh, com- would the ship's computers help me in any way? Or the sensors? Uh, the computers would, yes. Okay. I don't know if you have the the reroll talent for that, do you? I do. I have technical expertise. Oh, well, there you go. Reroll one of the zeros and hope for a crit. Well, no. It's another success, but uh, yeah, same kind of answer. Uh, it seems to be coincidence that they're similar. All right. Um, and then reverse engineering it. Uh, reverse engineering it will be a uh, difficulty four task. Um, this time the ship will actually roll. Um, for you, it would be, or anyone you want to have assist you on this, uh, players or NPCs will roll, uh, we'll say a daring plus engineering, since this is kind of breaking new ground. And uh, the ship will assist with, uh, we'll say, computers and security. Or computers, right. yeah, yeah, computers and security seems to be about right. Um, I'm gonna send a message to I'm gonna tap my comm badge, uh, Lieutenant Commander Maddox to Captain Skull. Go ahead. Uh, so the information is all white noise, however, there is a pattern to it. Um, I believe it's possible to reverse engineer the uh pattern, and so in future instances, we won't. It'll they'll have a little bit of a harder time uh, signal jamming us. Um, do you have any recommendations on someone who could possibly assist? Ah, uh, we're we are not at uh, warp right now. I'll send down a high long to help you out. All right. So, high long arrives in uh, short order and says, "All right, Matic, what are we what are we blowing up today?" 
Uh, we're re just going to reverse engineer this uh, formula real quick. Alrighty. Alright. Uh, who would like to roll for High Long? And who would like to roll for the ship? I can do High Long. Okay. I'll do the ship. What's the ship's roll, sir? Uh, the ship's roll, I think, uh, is going to be computers plus security. Because uh, I the reason my reasoning there is uh, you're you're trying to determine uh, how best to defeat their sensors. So that seems like a security rather than a science. Um, uh, and then Hylong and Matic are doing uh, daring plus uh, engineering. Ah, daring. Engineering. And the difficulty is a four, so you might want to spend some momentum. Um, astrophysics or quantum mechanics? Oh, sensor modification. That would work. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Or not. Um nothing better than practical experience for my value. I'm just gonna go in and spend my point of determination on this. Okay, yeah, that'll get you two successes off the bat. Alright. And then uh I'll just roll the two D twenty because I'm assuming alien technology applies here as well. Mm-hmm. Alright. There we hey, go. Would you look at that? You get exactly nice. what you needed. Uh, so yeah, it probably takes you uh, the remaining amount of time to uh, come up with a sort of a, a quote-unquote jamming signal or a masking signal uh, for the shuttle, but uh, you do in fact come up with one. Uh, it will of course uh, require a bit of power draw from the uh, shuttle's main engines uh, to maintain, but uh, for all intents and purposes, you think that uh, using this signal... Uh, you could, again, kind of slip unnoticed uh, into the system and possibly to the planet itself. Um, I'm going to send it immediately to Shetsu, Pinnick, and the captain. Okay. So all of you would get it. Fantastic. Good work, Lieutenant Commander. Just another day in paradise, sir. All right, make sure it's applied to the shuttle, and then let's assemble an away team. Oh, has uh, the probe been launched? Uh, yeah, the probe has been launched at this point. Okay. I'd like to head towards Counselor Jess's office with Shatsu in tow. Okay. Uh, I actually don't have a map for her, so I guess we'll have to use Theater of the Mind. Uh, as we're rounding the corner to her office, I'll hand a data pad back over to Lieutenant Osei. Uh a very good lieutenant. Uh, continue working on tracking down that lockdown code for the security holograms and double-check the command systems. The Gem Hadar are known to be at sub fours. You're dismissed. All right. So, and then I'll turn and walk into Counselor Jessa's office. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jessa is, you know, kind of sitting where she usually is behind her desk, and she says, oh, Lieutenant Commander, uh, this is a surprise. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, I wish to know your prognosis of the crew after the boarding action. Uh, going into combat on a ship has a certain mental strain, but being boarded and captured is a different beast altogether. Well, uh, obviously we did have a few individuals with PTSD from the Dominion War that, uh, that uh, they had it under control, but it sort of flared back up. Uh, I, of course, am working with... Uh, those individuals to get it back under control. Uh, other than that, uh, I think most people that I've talked to anyway, 
seemed to be uh, a little bit more apprehensive about uh, how secure the ship might actually be, but uh, I don't think you need to worry about uh, panic or, uh, shall we say, uh, distrust in the ship's security. Is there anyone you believe I should ha create modified duty schedules for? Uh, I do have a few names, yes. And uh, she kind of uh, taps at a pad, then shows it to you. Um, it's mostly people on Beta and Gamma Shift. Um, there is one name on Alpha, but it's an ensign who works in astrophysics. So, uh, Thank you very much, Lieutenant. I will see to that their shifts are modified. Uh, please come to me with any more any, any more information you have regarding this. I will do just that. Uh, thank you, and I'll leave. All right. Okay. Uh, so I think we finally come to the moment where we ask, uh, "Who's going on this away mission?" Um, How so many can the shuttle hit? Fit. Uh, well, it depends on which shuttle you're taking. The smallest. Uh, that would be the Titan Nine, I believe. That's the one that just happens to be able to fit all of us for whatever reason. Uh, it's about six passengers. Yeah, let me double check. Uh, type Nine claustrophobia. Is that a Type Eight or a Type Nine? Type Nine shuttle. Yeah. Uh, uh, the crew complement it says is one plus two passengers. Oh, even smaller. Mm -hmm. That might not be large enough. Well, it's just that's the size we need in order to slip in under the radar. Yeah, so yeah, who is... are we going to need for this? What's our, our attention is to go scan this generator? Yeah. So we're going to need an engineer, and at least someone from the sciences. Mm -hmm. And security uh, person, probably. Well, the pilot. pilot. Yeah, so, pilot. So, so I'm hearing Mithrin and probably... Locke? Is he the scientist guy? Yeah, Locke's the scientist. So, yeah. Mithrin, Locke, and who's our pilot? Sona, probably. If, so long as the Ophian's keeping it safe distance from the system, I think Sona's uh, talents would be far better in the shuttle than the Ophian. And um, as she's a, an artificial person, the um, she might the fewer life signs that are there, the better. True. Uh, in the interest of keeping everyone in the, you know, in the session, um, I'll say you can probably squeeze another two people in there. Ain't gonna be, you know, comfortable, and you probably aren't gonna be able to take anything back if you find something on the planet. But uh, you could fit everybody with a supporting character or themselves. We'll just keep you in the pattern buffer of the shuttle's transporter till we arrive. <laughs> <laughs> I have several concerns with this plan. It worked for Scotty. Did it, though? Did it really? Yeah. Alright, so we have Mirthrin and Locke handled. Uh, who would like to run Sona? I can, I can do Sona. Okay. Uh, then I believe that just leaves uh, Panek and Matic. Uh, are you coming as yourselves, or are you bringing a supporting character? Um, seeing as I kind of created the formula, I probably need to be there to do real-time adjustments on it, so I think Matic will go himself. Okay. I'll go myself, too. Okay. Let me add that to the screen. All right. 
Uh, so, uh, you all, the five of you, uh, adjourn to the uh, Type 9 shuttle. Uh, I don't think it's been named yet. I could be wrong, but uh, now you kind of uh, get situated inside, and uh, Sona takes you uh, out of the shuttle bay and uh, into the void of space. And uh, with a quick warp jump, uh, you are able to arrive in system. And uh, I would like uh, Sona to roll me a. Uh, how do I want to do this? Uh, how about a control plus con? Uh, difficulty two. And uh, someone roll me a 1d20, and your target value is a. Nine. A nine or lower. I'll do the random d20. Okay. Okay, uh, so because of the scene change, you would have lost the momentum, but you gain it right back. Um, so yeah, uh, as uh, Sona begins to pilot the shuttle towards uh, the second planet, uh, you all would realize, uh, or pick up from the sensors anyway, that uh, the uh, Vohiri vessel has returned to uh, the Class Y planet it was originally orbiting. Uh, it does not seem to have noticed you, or it is deliberately ignoring you. Uh, one of the two. Um, and as you get closer and closer to the planet itself, um, that main, that maintains to be the case. Uh, again, either they're not noticing you, or they just don't care. And uh, as far as uh, bringing the shuttle down into the Class L planet, uh, Sona is going to look to Panek, since he is the ranking officer, and say... Should we beam down, sir, or should I make a, uh, a landing? I'm hesitant to let out any unnecessary energy signals this close to the Bohiri vessel. Attempt to bring us down manually. Very well. Very well. Lieutenant Commander, taking us down. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, are we able to... <clears throat> uh, is there an energy... Where's the energy signature, or have we seen one from the planet yet? I actually was just about to ask uh, Locke or someone else to roll me a, uh, a reason plus science. Try to keep my sensor scan on the down low and not too obvious and mm -hmm. probe the planet. Uh, difficulty here will be a two. All right, Oops. and uh, the shuttle I'm under 10, sorry. Eh... What's your uh, what's your science? Uh, almost certainly higher than tens. I mean, I think uh, I think you basically rolled under your score still, so we'll keep tens roll. Uh, but uh, someone also rolled me a uh, d twenty under eight for the shuttle. Uh, yeah, it's still a d twenty. D twenty and get under an eight was it? Yep. Let me just clear out all the seeds. All right, so you get an even another momentum, so you are capped once again. All right, uh, so Locke, uh, your sensors are determining that uh, being a Class L planet, it is obviously marginally habitable. Uh, there's limited vegetation and no animal life as far as sensors are able to pick up. Uh, however, you are able to detect what seems to be a massive structure on one of the southern continents. 
this particular structure seems to be shrouded in a uh, electrical field, and it makes uh, both transporting inside and uh, approaching on foot might be a little bit more difficult. So, so transporting and approaching by foot are both. Uh, there's an increased difficulty involved. Yes. It's not impossible. So it's not going to be pleasant regardless. Uh, I'd still recommend we land uh, close to it and walk just because if you encounter difficulty on foot, you can run away. If you encounter difficulty while beaming, you're dead. Agreed. Taking us in close to the field. All right. And I can put you on this map now. So uh, you see the as you kind of uh, the sonar brings you down closer and closer to the, the, ah, the surface of the planet. Uh, you would indeed be able to see out of the windows uh, this sort of structure that you see on the screen. Um, it is a very chic metal uh, design, and you can see uh, the crackling energy around uh, what seems to be one of the pylons. Um, you would also see, uh, as you fly over, uh, at a high enough distance uh, that uh, this is probably you're picking this up on sensors or a zoomed in view screen. Um, but you do see what appear to be uh, three of the Vohiri uh, sort of outside the structure uh, looking for a way to get in. So it looks like they've recently discovered it and this isn't a long claimed planet. Um, does the shuttle have weapons? It does, yes. It has a, uh, a single phaser bank. Are they could... close enough together that a good flyby could probably take them all out? Mm, spend momentum and yeah. Uh, before I spend the momentum, uh, I'll offer the suggestion up to Panek that we just do a quick little phaser burst and wipe them out. Uh, stun setting, of course, uh, Lieutenant Commander. I don't believe the shuttle... Do ship even the have a stun shuttle... setting? Yes, yeah, they do. Believe... Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. They do. It doesn't come up often, but they do. Oh, huh. okay. Yeah, we see it in uh, the original yeah. series most often, because uh, well, they stunned an entire city block before, so... Yeah, they did do that. It does not have a that comes up often. Yeah, for obvious and, and actually, I do remember they, um, like, actually, yeah, in the first episode, they, like, set a phaser beam on low power, so instead of a weapon, it's basically just an energy transfer to the uh, half-starved jellyfish space, jellyfish thing. Miss Sona, bring us on an approach vector and begin, uh, and fire at will before they can alert anyone else. Acknowledge, Lieutenant Commander. All right. Uh, who's going to be doing the firing oh, at sorry, a, I at a curiosity? Um, I guess Sona's piloting, so I guess she would be the one firing. Okay. I think yeah. some. Well, can the pilot do the firing, or I believe that it's pilot and navigation, and then internal and weaponry. So whoever is doing ops. Uh, so probably Matt. Pro probably Mertrin then. Or Mertrin. Yeah, one of us too. Mertrin, what's your security? Because this totally isn't meta talking right now. Uh, it's low. My, uh, I guess I guess I'll be doing ops because my security is a four. Oh. You win. There you go. <laughs> yes. 
All right, uh, so this is going to be a uh, control plus security on your part, Matic. And uh, someone roll me a d20 under 10 for the shuttle. Uh, Phaser-based weaponry? It is uh, indeed, yes. Nope. Hey, okay. you get a momentum. Uh, I'm not going to roll. have you guys roll damage here. Uh, we're just going to handle, handle it narratively. Uh, so Sona brings in the shuttle on a quick strafing pass. And uh, Matic, using the phaser bank, uh, sets it to a wide area stun. And... Yeah, uh, more or less drops all three of the aliens that you see. And they, uh, they're they on the ground unconscious. All right, Lieutenant, bring us down close to the entrance. I don't want to have to run back to the shuttle if we need. Acknowledged. Uh, do a quick scan to make sure that there aren't any more nearby. Next suggestion. Uh, I'll just give this to you free. Um, there does appear to be a large shuttlecraft of some sort. Uh, I don't even know if you would call it a shuttlecraft. This would probably be like the size of, uh, the Defiant, so probably like a scale three ship. Um, and the only reason you're picking it up is because like the bigger ship, uh, in orbit above the first planet, uh, this one too is just putting off a ton of radiation. Uh, Can you determine if they've detected us? It is possible that they have detected the discharge of the shuttle's weapons. Assuming that the that there are life signs in the shuttle, sir. Are there life signs in the shuttle, or is the radiation fucking it all up? Uh, I would say the radiation is screwing it up. Uh, especially because you're, you're on a Type 9 shuttle, they don't really have extensive sensors. And how far uh, away is it, the point? Uh, I would say that it is landed about a half a kilometer away. Alright, so uh, we will at least notice their approach if they start coming over. Yeah. Um, I recommend that I stay with the shuttle, sir, and, prov and provide overwatch. A logical oh. suggestion, Sona. Uh, bring us down to the entrance and drop the away team. Then retreat at appropriate distance. But keep an eye on the on the, uh, the enemy ship. Acknowledged, sir. Maintain open comm frequency. Absolutely. Once I reach once I reach optimal distance, I shall perform a communications test. All right. The rest of you, standard away formation and kit. Prepare yourselves. Are you sure one of us shouldn't stay behind? Keep an eye on Sona to make sure. Maintain uh, uh, maintain the opposition. I am perfectly capable of handling both stations at once, Mr. Locke. Well, okay. Pinnick, I have a suggestion. Yes, Mr. Uh, Medic? I mean, I'm assuming we have Evo suits somewhere on this ship. Possibility that Sona and I could perform a breaching operation. Maybe we could get some of their computer system. Maybe we could learn more information about them. What exactly are you suggesting, Mr. Medic? Are you su suggesting we you board the enemy ship? I mean, I don't see how it's a bad idea. It's probably not a good idea, but I don't think it's a bad idea. I, if I may, sirs, that that uh, is a hostile action against a species that is only maintaining its territory. Uh, such uh, further and further antagonistic uh, actions. Might be perceived as an act of uh, 
of warranted aggression and could cause far more trouble than it would be worth. Agreed. Let's keep our away mission on our primary objective, which is the facility for now. Of course, we have already acted. We have already fired our weapons against them, which might not, which might also be perceived as an unwarranted antagonistic attack. But to be to be fair, they shot at us first, and they don't know it was us. They just know they fell unconscious. I'm dropping the away team off now, sirs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, you already addressed this, but I was going to say part of your sense ratings would indicate that Sona probably does not want to get near this electrical field. Uh, it would probably knock her out cold. Uh, but since she's staying with the shuttle, we don't have to worry about that. Um, so the just to make sure, the other the other four of you are going to try to get into the facility? Yep. Okay. So uh, you're dropped off pretty close, and then uh, Sona kind of flies away a little bit to kind of hide. And uh, you start to look for an entrance, and uh, simply because I don't want to spend too much time on this, uh, we'll say you find one within uh, about 15 minutes. And uh, it's less of a doorway as it is a breaching charged hole in the wall. Uh, that seems to open up into a larger room. And uh, you don't see any uh, Vohiri around, um, but you would seem to pick up on your tricorders that uh, there is a power signature further into the facility. Um, the Vohiri that we knocked out outside, how long are they going to be out for? Unless you want to run over and do a insight plus medicine on them, uh, you have no idea. All right, phaser's out. Maximum stun setting. All right, phaser's right. out. Uh, can sort of, um, are those uh, bluffs in the background of this art depict existing in this map? Yeah. Um, Sona would like to sort of position the shuttle behind behind, between it and the large shuttle, the Vahiri shuttle. Okay. Sure. Easy enough to do. And just, yep. And run, uh, run active sensors. Combat, uh, Matic to Sona, do you read us? This is Sona. I, I'm, a, I'm hearing you, Lieutenant Commander. Alright, we're about to, uh, enter the facility, uh, if we go quiet, it's probably the electric field. Um, I guess Pinek would know how much time there needs to be elapsed that you don't hear from us until you decide to return to the ship. Acknowledged. I shall. I shall initiate a hazardous away team uh, communication protocols. Uh, please be aware that the electrical field generated by this structure is hampering with transporter. Um, I will only be able to beam two of you out at a time. All right. Okay, let's head into the beast. All right. So as you proceed into the structure, uh, you do immediately have to activate your uh, phasers or your handheld uh, flashlights. And uh, as your beams of light kind of look around where you're sitting... Um, these are ancient corridors, uh, very similar to the first Takan structure that you encountered. Um, 
It is uh, sort of a, a brass-colored metal and uh, very smooth walls, very smooth uh, floor. Uh, High-vaulted ceilings, for whatever reason. And uh, as you proceed through these uh, sort of golden kind of corridors, uh, you do see some rooms off to either side of the passageway. And when you look inside, uh, you see that these rooms, to put it bluntly, have been ransacked. Uh, there are all sorts of metal refuse, uh, bits and pieces sort of, sort of strewn everywhere. Uh, consoles are destroyed. Uh, conduits seem to have been stripped or hanging bare into the wall, into the corridor and the rooms. Uh, things of that nature. And it probably wouldn't take you too long to guess that the Vohiri were probably responsible for most of this. Uh, this damage would seem congruent to their to the hodgepodge nature of their ship. They 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 must come across technology and strip it for their own use. Quite a lot of damage here. I'm surprised we actually haven't come across ruins that have been looted before. Maybe we have a hope that they only took physical technology and maybe we could find a computer system somewhere that could tell us additional locations of ruins like this and see about getting to those before other species can. Uh, continue scanning for a control room while we head inside. Right. Um, I think uh, instead of a reason plus science... Uh, I'm inclined to go for like an insight plus security uh, simply because you're trying to kind of get the lay of both uh, a quote unquote battlefield or scene of conflict and uh, kind of avoiding uh, any notice from any Vohiri that may or may not be in the facility. Um, so who would like to roll that? An insight security? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got... The I've got 12 insight for security. Okay, you could take it. All right, the, the difficulty um, here will be a two. Have we done a scan to see if there's any Vohiri life forms, or you is have it not because yet. of the... I was going okay. to. Uh, team dynamics focus. Sure. All right. So uh, I'll give you two answers to this. The first is yes, you are detecting a few Vohiri uh, in the vicinity, but uh, they seem to be uh, far enough away in the facility that you need not worry about your, you know, like talking, reaching their ears, whatever their equivalent of ears is. Um, the reason you're picking them up is because they seem to be carrying some sort of uh, radiation-generating weapon of some sort. Uh, of course, without seeing one, uh, you can't really tell what it is. Um, the other bit of information you get is that there is a power signature that would seem to match with Decon's standards. Uh, about uh, two corridors down on the left, uh, there seems to be an active signature. I'd like to spend a momentum so I can and, uh, get another question and use Studious to get a second one. Okay. What's the first question? Um, well, are there any... Of a hearing within that energy, the con energy signature. 
Uh, there are not. Uh, the closest one is perhaps uh, 300 meters away. Uh, and I'll throw the second question to the rest of you to see if there's anything else you want to know. Mm. Thinking, like, can you find a path there that will avoid it? Corridors and such. Uh, I'll say that it is easy enough for you guys to navigate your way there uh, without uh, risking the Vokiri finding you out. Again, unless you start, like, firing phasers or blasting music at 11. Uh, toss out one momentum, call. Sorry. I can do that. Alright. I got just. So, uh, again, in the interest of time, we'll say that uh, you finally arrive at uh, a door that is closed. Like, all the other doors at this point that you've seen have either been ripped off their hinges... Or uh, kind of uh, knocked inward. Uh, you do finally come to a door which is seems to be active. At least the control pad on the exterior seems to be alight with information. And uh, I think Takan are in the Universal Translator. So uh, it's a partial. Yeah, I think the Federation has a partial lexicon. Yeah. Um, so you would be able to determine that these are door controls that you're looking at. All right, oh, let's oh. see if I can't do something about these. Uh, I take Commander, up a defense position. Once you stand farther back, they haven't entered this door for a reason. It could be trapped. I'd rather not have you disintegrated. Take all precautions. All righty. Uh, scan of the door. Okay. Uh, we'll call this a reason plus engineering. Uh -huh. assisting my, with be that? my best roll. Uh, yes, uh, Locke, if you want to assist. I'll say for you, Locke, it's a reason plus science. That way we're all appear, uh, appealing to your best skills. And we've got a whole bunch of momentum, so I may as well spend one for an extra die. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, difficulty two. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, not really any applicable focuses. Alright, so no help from Locke. Oh, hold on, I got a jet flying over. Alright. Quick, re-roll it, he doesn't see the complication yet. <laughs> Alright, sorry about that. Uh, you know. Actually, on reflection, I probably would have. Oh, no, no, it's determination to get the guaranteed crit. Mm -hmm. And you gotta do it before the roll. Um, so here is uh, the result and the complication. So the result is uh, you will be able to get the door open. Uh, however,. Uh, the complication is that the door controls begins beeping and then goes dark. So the door is open, but the door control does seem to have deactivated. Okay, I think I might have tripped something in the system. Uh, the, this door is now stuck open. I mean, hopefully we won't be here for long and we need to just grab the information we need and get out. Can you detect if any internal security systems have been triggered? Uh, hard to tell, honestly. Any well, change in power activity? Like, is anything like suddenly systems starting up or? Um. Yes, deeper into the facility, uh, probably near the core, uh, you would detect some increased uh, power generation. 
Uh, however, uh, the readings you're getting are fluctuating. Hmm. We shouldn't stay long. I don't think this power is stable, and whatever it is might attract attention. All right, let's get in, get what information we can, and book it. All right. So inside, it's uh, very similar to uh, astrophysics or stellar cartography in that it is a sort of a platform extended uh, over a, a void. And as you step inside, uh, the room around you kind of comes to life with holograms. Uh, and at the end of this sort of walkway is a console, which is active. All right, Merthron will go up and attempt to interface with it. Okay. Uh, how much momentum you got at the moment? Uh, let's say this is a... Uh, how about a... Uh, a control plus engineering. Uh, difficulty right, two. Yeah, I'll spend another momentum to get a bonus. Uh, would computers as a focus count? I'll allow it, sure. Alright, so you get the momentum back. Uh, so yeah, uh, Merthrin, you're able to pull up some information, uh, and you're going to notice a few things right off the bat. Uh, and of course, again, you can ask questions with momentum. Uh, the first thing you're, you're going to be able to determine is that uh, this facility seems to be one big antimatter-matter reactor. Uh, but the magnitude is staggering. Uh, by that I mean this could probably power a planet killer. That's how much energy is being generated. Um, yeah, so you, you see Merthrin sort of bring up the stats, sort of run the symbols through the translator and go, oh, okay, okay, right. Uh, one moment, and I'm going to spend a momentum to get information well i i do have a few more bullets uh just give me a second okay. for this jet those numbers can't be right can it that's off by an order of magnitude right oh, the Takan were quite uh, advanced okay, sorry about that um so the other bit of information you're going to get before you need to spend the momentum uh, is that the reactor is powering a aperture uh, somewhere nearby. And if you had to make an educated guess, uh, this might be very similar to an Iconian gateway. Ooh. All right. So with the momentum spend, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> First question, um, is the system in danger of failing in the near future? It is indeed, uh, either because of time or the Vohiri. Uh, the reactor and the portal it is powering, um, your best guess, just based on what you're able to determine, is that the whole system will destabilize and shut down within uh, a couple weeks unless repairs are affected. And you would know simply based on, uh, I would say, your, your experience with engineering that once a system like this shuts down, it takes a lot to get it to work again. 
So it's it's one of those things where you either sit here and repair it or you let it just fail and it will likely be off forever unless you like devote some a, a great amount of resources to fixing it. All right. And then follow-up question because I've got studious. Mhm. Um Hmm. Uh is there any hmm let me think okay so we've got a massive antimatter generator powering an aperture due to fail in the next two weeks and going to be very tricky if impossible to repair if it does so um hmm um out, out of character i'm fielding ideas about oh, I'm I'm interested to know if the radiation that those the Vahiri are carrying might be interfering or speeding up the breakdown. Yeah, that's worth a try. Uh, yeah, and any evidence of radiation damage from the Vahiri? Oh, there's a lot of it in this facility. Like you probably could go all of five feet before running into such things. But I'll be nice and say that doesn't count as your question. Okay. And that case, uh, see, it has to be about the facility specifically. So, uh, any information about where the aperture is supposed to lead? Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, if you reference the star chart uh, that Locke has so thankfully been keeping up to date, uh, the Takan symbol in quadrant B1 is supposedly where this aperture leads. So well, it is quite a distance away. If we are in order in order to uh, keep this facility operational, we will need to um, remove the Vohiri. Uh, but I do not believe we currently have that capability. Hmm. Uh, uh, this is a bit of a dilemma because if we're going to do anything with this thing we need to get repair teams in here as soon as possible within de within days basically. There's no way the Valkyrie will allow that. Hmm. Unless we for uh, unless we can find a way to force them to back off for doesn't even have to be permanently just a, a while. How big would the failure be if this place went critical? Uh, we might oh, we might never get it functional again. No, I'm just saying is I would if it if it went critical and exploded, we're talking destroying the planet or talking destroying the system? Planet. An antimatter reactor this size, I would not be surprised to see the entire planet detonate. Would they still want to remain in the system with that kind of shockwave though? If we could simulate the uh, the reactor, reactor going in overload, they might evacuate the planet and move their ship out of range of the, any potential explosion, giving us more time to work on it. Mm. I mean, it kind of depends on how sophisticated they are at uh, picking that stuff up. I mean, what we've seen so far doesn't give me much confidence. So, uh, uh Matic... It works. Oh, oh, go ahead. 
I mean, if it works, it would be good, but, uh, hmm. Well, let me take a look at the system and see if I can figure out a way to do that without actually damaging the systems. All right. Uh, while he's doing that, uh, Matic, you're kind of looking over his shoulder at the console. Um, you would notice that the aperture does seem to have a... Obviously, you can't do it from here, but it does have a variable setting. Uh, right now, of course, it is a doorway-sized aperture. But uh, supposedly this facility can make a large tear above the installation that could fit a scale 5 or lower starship through. Anybody feel like taking a trip? If we split the ship, we can get all three through in a row. Actually, I think the Ophion is a scale 5. Yeah, Ophion is scale 5. Yeah. You could just go through in one bunch. I see the uh, possibilities to this suggestion. Uh, we would be able to uh, explore what was on the other side of this aperture and would uh, not have to leave uh, sections of the ship behind. However, I am worried about the Vohiri uh, damaging this state facility and leaving us uh, very far from our previous location. Well, it, it's only three weeks, two weeks away. High warp, so it's not like we'd be stranded in the beta quadrant. Uh, very well. Let us uh, finish up here, return to the shuttle, and then appraise the captain of our uh, discovery. All right. Uh, as uh, to, oh, go ahead. Matic yeah, will download all of the information that he can onto a recorder or like external hard drive, right? Equivalent of some sort. Okay. And uh, Merthrin, you were saying something? Ah, uh, yeah, just Merthrin doing the thing to check if it's possible to fake a core overload. Uh, for this, I'd like you to roll me a Insight plus Engineering. Uh, we'll call this a difficulty three. Uh, I assist, question mark? Sure. Power systems would apply. Yeah, and I will spend a momentum to get an extra die again, because uh, I, I like succeeding rolls. I just gave you a, success, a critical, so... Yeah, all you need is one success, and you win. So, good news, bad news. All these criticals. Uh, good news. Uh, you could indeed uh, simulate an overload. Uh, bad news... Uh, once you start to simulate an overload, you would have at best 24 hours to reverse the effects of it before uh, the or before the entire system does in fact go critical for real. Um, so if the Vohiri do not leave and let you bring in repair teams within that 24-hour time span, boom goes the planet. So it's kind of a risk reward thing. Mm. So kind of an all or nothing gamble at that uh, on that front. Uh, Mercerman says as he finishes. So uh, I can fake a core overload for about twenty four hours, and at that point, the feedback going through the system will turn it into an actual core overload, and this entire planet will become molten rock mist. 
at least the Vohiri won't be able to gain access to an Iconian-style gateway. True. Well, I mean, granted, I mean, personally, I would quite like us to have access to an Iconian-style gateway, but uh, that's just me. Prepare the preliminaries for this uh, core overload, and then uh, before we leave, set it into motion so that we have enough time to return with the Ophion, if that is indeed what the captain wants. Well, uh, assuming they don't start swarming the place as soon as they realize it's overloading. They don't strike me as the type of people who bother fixing things. No, sure but it could be that they they come in mass in, in order to salvage as much as they possibly can with the limited time available. And I would need a team to reverse the effects rather than just flipping a switch. All right, you tell me. What's the play? Well, let's run it by the captain and see what he thinks. Yeah, well, can we contact Sona from here? Yeah, uh, it's a little bit staticky, but you would be able to get through. So if we appraise Sona of the situation and she sends a, a tight band subspace signal to the ship, mm -hmm. that should be undetected, and then we can inform the captain and get the decision. All right, go right ahead. All right. Um, Rolls that Sona has to make? Nah, no rolls needed. Okay. Uh, clear text message to Captain. Um, Captain will basically send back um, that it's... Uh, Captain will basically send back through uh, texts that it is better for... Um, if we are unable to secure the, uh, the Tacon gateway for Starfleet then it's probably best that the Vahiri don't get their predatory nature on it. Um, oh, final question. Do we want to explore through the gateway before we hit the button? I mean, the, the gateway itself goes uh, currently goes to B1, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, is annoying as heck, but it's to get to, it's only, it looks like maybe a month or two at warp. I mean, if this was, you know, in the far side of the Gamma Quadrant, probably, but it's still within the sector, so I don't believe that the risk is worth it. Alrighty. Alright. Then if we're all set to go, Mathurin sort of hovers his hand over the final switch to flick. <clears throat> are the Vahiri uh, that were stunned earlier, are they still stunned? Uh, no, at this point, they are starting to get up. Um, Sona will obviously alert uh, Lieutenant Commander Pinek. Pinek here. The Vahiri that we had stunned in our earlier assault are regaining consciousness. All right, Lieutenant. Uh, proceed back to the entrance, uh, stun them again, and prepare for extraction. All right, team, let's get our stuff together, get out, and we will rendezvous with the Ophion and head through the aperture. Uh, out of character, did anyone actually give Mirthrin the command to hit the overload? Uh, yeah, I'll give it. Go ahead and cool. start blowing this place up. The word is given. Pretend, pretend to blow this place up for 24 hours. Then blow this place weep, up. Weep, weep, weep. <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of what goes on, is that the uh, klaxons begin sounding. 
And yeah, uh, as you begin to exit the facility, um, I think this is actually a good chance to end the session and we'll make this a two-parter. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys had fun. Uh, of course, players stick around for after session chat, but uh, anyone watching on YouTube or Twitch, uh, thank you for watching and uh, I will see you later. Bye-bye.